Hello and welcome to our At Any Rate Emerging Markets Focus podcast, the place for us to discuss recent developments and key issues of focus in the emerging market fixed income asset class. I'm Johnny Goulden from the Emerging Market Strategy team here at JP Morgan, and I'm joined by Saad Siddiqui, another senior emerging market strategist for the group. Saad, thanks for joining. Hi, good to be here. So, Johnny, let's start with recent price action. Uh, we've seen over the past week a rally in EM assets. Um, you know, that is that, is that something which you think is a turning point or is this more of a short-term bounce? How would you characterize this recent price action? Yeah, so the last week has seen a continuation of risk premium falling uh, for EM fixed income, really as markets focused on some concrete talks between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, spreads are anywhere between 20 to 30 basis points tighter for sovereigns and, and corporates. Um, and that actually leaves ex-Russia spreads for EM credit only about 10 basis points wider than they were uh, pre-invasion. So really a lot of that risk premium has come out for EM currencies. Uh, they're also basically back to the levels that they were uh, pre-invasion on aggregate, although quite a lot of differences in, in uh, overall FX moves, but on aggregate, that's where we are. Um, you know, our recommendations really haven't tried to, to position for a specific outcome or the specific turns. Um, in this war, it's intrinsically uncertain. Uh, we are positioned more, I think, on the medium term implications, which, as we spoke about last week, uh, are more about higher inflation and lower growth outcome, um, which our, our economist forecasts have been uh, uh, putting in. Um, so given where we are in, in EM risk pricing now, and given we're basically back almost to where we were uh, pre-invasion, it doesn't look to us like a, a relief rally that we want to be chasing from these levels. So Johnny, you, you mentioned the impact uh, from inflation and growth. That's something which we have uh, revisited uh, a few times uh, you know, in, in the last uh, few months. Um, and now this is showing up in what is probably one of the most celebrated and most watched indicators of the state of the business cycle, which is the shape of the U.S. Treasury yield curve, um, the you know the slope between twos and tens went negative this week for the first time since 2019. Why are people so focused on this? Yeah, so as you say, it's quite a visible uh, uh, indicator. But also, each of the past four U.S. recessions has been preceded by such a move. Um, so. It's quite a reliable signal, at least that we are quite advanced in the business cycle. Uh, and certainly in the past, you've had recessions following, you know, within, you know, I guess the investment horizon of, of many investors. And also for EM assets, obviously for us, um, we typically find that EM asset class behavior worsens around these kinds of times. Okay, so could you elaborate a bit more on what kind of EM asset price moves you mean? Yeah, so what you usually find is that the best point in the cycle for EM assets has typically happened prior to the yield curve inverting. And once it's inverting, you've typically sold off afterwards. And actually, the magnitude of that is often, you know, your cycle end. So that means credit spreads in EM typically widening hundreds of basis points after a US yield curve inversion in, in that cycle, uh, local bond yields widening versus US yields, EMFX selling off, 
every cycle was slightly different and we obviously don't have that many data points uh, but generally an inverted us yield curve is a signal that em fixed income asset performance is is usually um, already past its best for that cycle okay so given that historical evidence do you think this is something that investors should be reacting to now should they be changing uh, their their stance and their their risk tolerance at this time yeah i the way i think we we should think about it is it's it's certainly something we should be paying attention to and it should really inform us about where we think we are in the uh, cyclical investment uh, backdrop and and that should inform the overall risk bias for us but as a trading rule the yield curve is not a great one for timing and that's because firstly we have limited data points in terms of the how many cycles we've been through for for em fixed income um, but also there's quite a variable time lag between how long it's going to take. Uh, sometimes you'll find in the, in the past that, uh, for example, for EM spreads, where we have a very long history, that uh, spreads had already started widening once the yield curve had, had uh, inverted and then continued. And sometimes it took a while afterwards for that to happen and they eventually did uh, and end up widening. So there, as a timing for an actual trading signal, um, it can take, uh, you know, some time. And because of that, it's not, not a great trading rule. I think we, we've said in the past in what we've written in, in looking back to 2019, when we wrote about this last, uh, that it was a bad sign for EM, but also a bad signal. And then what we were trying to say was, you know, it's generally telling you you're not in a great part of the cycle for, for EM fixed income assets, um, but necessarily trading is, is, is not so easy. And, and also for EM currencies, actually, it's been even less consistent around that. That's mostly because the EM currencies have sold off at lots of other times, as well as the cyclical periods. Um, so I think for us overall, the implications should be around, again, the cyclical investment environment. We're probably further along than we might have thought when we were looking ahead to, to 2022, uh, the end of last year. Uh, and as you get further along in the cycle, you end up bringing these end of cycle risks, particularly for, for EM credit, uh, has a different behavior as you get closer towards the end of the cycle. Okay, but and, and if we take a step back, um, how are EM markets more generally driven by the shape of the of the yield curve? Is it just that this, you know, the level zero is that a magic number, um, or and does it matter outside uh, of of this inversion? Yeah. So away from the inversion, in general, we find that EM markets are not strongly related to the overall shape of the US yield curve. So quite a weak relationship between US yield curve changes in general and EM assets. But what we find is once the yield curve has inverted in the US, the signal for EM credit and local bond yields does become a lot stronger. So in general, much of the time, if you're seeing a flattening or a steepening in the US yield curve, it can have variable impacts on our market and we may not pay as much attention to it uh, in terms of overall how we think about EM fixed income. But once we've seen an inversion in the analysis that we have done, um, it seems to imply that from that point onwards, we are going to see higher correlations uh, and more impact from that. So in the period ahead, we should probably expect um, both EM credit, uh, EM local bond yields 
to have a stronger relationship now with, with the way the US rates curve is going. Okay, and if we kind of you know look under the hood, um, what is it about the yield curve itself that drives um, EM asset prices? You know, what's what's behind uh, that? Fund- what what is what is the fundamental uh, forces that that impact EM? Yeah, so it it's not the yield curve per se which is the driver here. The yield curve is more likely telling us something about financial conditions, uh, about the state of the growth cycle. And those are the things that really matter for for EM fixed income and and what's driving us. So it's not just the yield curve. We should obviously pay attention to some of the other cyclical indicators, such as changes in US 10-year real yields. These are currently still around minus 50, 55 basis points, their forecast to rise quite a bit um, from now until the end of the year. Uh, And, you know, we've already been in our discussions on these podcasts uh, a few weeks ago, looking at how EM asset prices perform in different economic regimes. And we'd already identified that the lower growth, high inflation combination, which is currently being seen in markets is generally associated with low negative returns for for em fixed income assets so um it's not the yield curve in and of itself which is doing something uh, in particular but rather it's part of a, a a package of cyclical um backdrop um and so we should look at that in conjunction with other indicators uh which which we have been doing okay so it sounds like uh, the shape of the U.S. Treasury curve is not giving us a whole lot of new information from what we already knew and that what we've been discussing over the past uh, few weeks. Uh, but it is, you know, a very visible and poignant rem- reminder of the cyclical risks that uh, emerging market assets face right now. And clearly, it's it's not the only thing that's um, that, that we need to grapple with for for EM assets. And we've discussed the multitude of things that are impacting our markets, um, but clearly, you know, the, the path of U.S. rates and Fed policy is something that uh, we've been flagging and highlighting as a, one of the primary medium-term drivers for EM fixed income, and I'm sure it's something that we'll be revisiting in the weeks and months to come. Absolutely. And, and that brings us to the end of this JP Morgan at any rate Emerging Markets Focus podcast. Thank you, Saad, for joining today and thank you all for listening. And we hope to have you back again with us for the next one. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2022 JP Morgan Chase and Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on the 31st of March, 2022.